Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, I'm really trying to remember a time and a place in the NFL continuum where so many people were being released and so many free agents were becoming available right before free agency. It's weird, people. How's everybody doing? Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation Podcast. My name is Ray. This is uh, the Dear Pats Nation Podcast. That's it. You can find us on DeanBlundell.com. You can also find hundreds, hundreds of, well, hundred podcasters, content creators, sports news, politics, entertainment, all that kind of stuff over on DeanBlundell.com. Make sure you check out RayRoute.com, R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. Follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Follow producer Mike at MN underscore off topic. Producer Mike is here. He'll be on soon enough. Go check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash DPN sports. Five bucks a month. It's all it costs. Friday night hangout. Tomorrow night. Boys are going to come on. You know why they're going to come on? Because they are Patreon members. And because they're Patreon members, they get to come right on screen with us, have a good time, talk about football. They're also uh, watching this stream live. Did you know that? Live. Not the replay. At 10 o'clock. Live. What's going on in the world of sports? So the Detroit Lions are releasing Trey Flowers. I think it's going to be official next week, and he will be a free agent, able to sign with anybody that he wants to sign with. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is a reunion that the New England Patriots need to make happen. Patriot fans, want you to imagine this. Listen to this front seven. Matthew Judon on the left side. Christian Barmore in the middle and Trey Flowers on the right. You got a linebacking core of Josh Uche, Jawan Bentley, Cameron McGrone, and Mr. Bobby Wagner. Let's throw it in there. Trey Flowers, Bobby Wagner. You're all hoping for Allen Robinson. You're all hoping for Odell Beckham Jr. I'm sitting there going Bobby Wagner, Trey Flowers. Let's run it back all the way back to that 2018 Super Bowl against the Rams when defense was king. And then you're going to have Dietrich Weiss Jr. and Ronnie Perkins and Chase Winovich rotating in and out. Adrian Phillips playing out of the box. Kyle Duggar playing out of the box. Draft Andrew Booth. Oh, Trey Flowers needs to come back to New England. I've just, I've made that up. That's just my mind. It's made up. I can't let it go. And I really hope that you all feel the same. I mean, I know that things haven't necessarily worked out in Detroit, but let's face it, it's Detroit. 
things are meant not to work out in Detroit. That's what it's like to play or coach or own or be the GM or be a fan of the Lions. Things just don't work for the Detroit Lions. They're a Red Wing town. That's really it. And I think that because Trey Flowers has kind of dropped off the last couple of seasons, I think the Patriots can get him pretty cheap. And because they can get him cheap, he's going to perform. Because that's what guys do. They leave New England. They don't perform. They come back and they perform. A la, a la, a la Jamie Collins. I would like to congratulate Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association, two organizations that are so tone deaf to what's happening in the world right now. That while we should be in the thickest spring training, they've been in a lockout. It looks like a deal is finally being finalized. It's agreed upon in principle. It just has to go through the votes, more than likely. That's going to happen, and we're going to have baseball. Now, games have been canceled or at least taken off the schedule up until April 13th. They still have an opportunity to play 162 games. But let me tell you, this was very important for Major League Baseball because it is my humble opinion that if baseball wouldn't have been played this year, that league would have been on its way out of existence. It has the oldest fan base in the world when it comes to average fans more than any other sport. The younger generation is not getting into it. And in a time when we're still reeling from pandemic numbers, you're still dealing with world crises, a war in Ukraine. Baseball could have been that distraction this summer that we all so desperately needed, even if you're not a baseball fan. And it looked like it wasn't going to happen. You had the Associated Press shilling itself out. For MLB, you had Main Street media reporters trying to put all the blame on the players. You had all the real reporters and players speaking out against the players. Rob Manford, probably one of the worst general managers or commissioners, sorry, in the history of sports. I mean, Manford makes Roger Goodell look like a saint. That's how bad he's been. But baseball is back, and I think that we're all going to be a little bit excited about that. The AFC West has gone bonkers. Did you know that? Because I would not want to be playing in the AFC West right now. A couple days ago, Russell Wilson traded to the Broncos. Chargers are like, yeah, well, we already have Justin Herbert. So we're going to give Williams a three-year massive deal. Oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to trade for Khalil Mack as well. Now, listen, guys, Khalil Mack, well, technically is going back to the AFC West, former Oakland Raider, now Las Vegas. He's not the Cleo Mack from two, three years ago. He's a little bit on the downward side of his career, but he is still dominant. And do you understand that that means Joey Bosa on one side and Khalil Mack on the other? And I think that a team like the Chargers had to respond with Khalil Mack. You've now got to go up against Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. Twice each. Six games this year, you've got to go up against legitimate quarterbacks. I want to point out that Derek Carr, in most divisions, would be the best or second best quarterback in the division. He's the fourth in the AFC West. It probably goes Patrick Mahomes, 
Justin Herbert, sorry, Broncos fans. Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. But now you got the Chargers, who has Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They got a running game. They got Justin Herbert. They got Joey Bosa from the Ohio State University. And now they got Khalil Mack. I'm going to be honest with you guys. There is a chance that the Kansas City Chiefs could come in third place in this division this year. And I know that sounds insane, but they don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of places to go in free agency. And you got two teams in the Chargers and the Broncos who both have salary cap, who both have space to make moves in free agency, who have already gotten better. I'm telling you, the AFC is on its head. New England Patriot fans may or may not be happy to hear that Dante Hightower has committed to playing the 2022 season, but I guess the question would be, will he be a New England Patriot? If I was going to make my best guess, no. But hear me out for a second. Let's say the Patriots were able to sign Bobby Wagner, which I think a lot of teams are going after. We hear Buffalo has a big interest in him. There's a lot of teams that have an interest in Bobby Wagner. But let's say the Patriots are able to get him. Who's going to be cheaper, Dante Hightower or Jawan Williams? Or uh, Jawan Bentley? They both kind of bring the same thing when it comes to an athleticism athleticism standpoint. They're both going to be those stay-at-home Mike linebackers. Now, I know that Bentley's younger. But I feel comfortable in saying that Jawan Bentley hasn't been great. He's been good, solid. I would argue that Hightower was better than Bentley last season. And I, I've been kind of going under the impression that New England was going to bring Jawan Bentley back. That's just, it kind of just made sense to me. Go younger, go here. But if you get Bobby Wagner, athletic, if you have Cameron McGrone, Josh Uche, Matthew Judon, Trey Flowers, maybe. Think about it for a second. You could put 54 back on this team. If you leave Bentley out of the equation, you'll get the same or more production than you would have gotten out of Bentley. You keep that veteran Patriots presence in the linebacking core. And I don't think he's going to cost that much money. And I could see a scenario where Devin McCourty and Dante Hightower give hometown discounts to try to run it one more time with New England. Now, if you sign Juwan Bentley, you can't sign Dante Hightower. I got to put that on the table. But maybe Belichick decides to go with the veteran. Maybe decides to go older. Maybe he decides to go with Hightower. It was confirmed today that J.C. Jackson is going to get paid. He's going to get his $20, 21000000 million that he's looking for. You know how I know? Because there's like eight teams that are in on J.C. Jackson right now. You want to know the most intriguing teams? Las Vegas Raiders. Josh McDaniels there. Got to go up against Patrick Mahomes that J.C. Jackson's actually had a lot of success against. Go up against Justin Herbert. Guess what? He's had a lot of success against him. And he had a lot of success against Russell Wilson. It was Stephon Gilmore who got burnt 
in Seattle. Not JC. But you know who else is on the market? The Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals want to run it back. Cincinnati Bengals have Eli Apple. Getting JC Jackson. And listen, JC Jackson and Eli Apple together, as much as people don't like Eli Apple, and I know I make fun of him a lot for dropping a lot of interceptions or being burnt, that is a nasty, scary one-two punch. Oh, sorry. The 49ers are in on them too. A team that already has a great defense. A team that's probably going to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo and go with Trey Lance. So they're probably going to have a really good offense. J.C. Jackson in in an NFC where really the Green Bay Packers and the L.A. Rams are the only threat. And there's a smattering of other teams. Kansas City's apparently in on it. That might be attractive for J.C. I don't know where they come up with the money for that, though, but... I mean, Veach has been pretty good with that salary cap. But here's what's the confirmation. The Patriots, no matter how good they are with the salary cap, have way too many holes to offer J.C. Jackson that kind of contract. He will not be a New England Patriot. And that has nothing to do with cheapness because the Patriots have spent a lot of money. It just has to do with... uh, This was a critical mistake by Belichick. He should have signed him last year. However, no use crying over spilled milk now. J.C. Jackson, he's going to get paid. And Indianapolis Colts fans aren't going to want to hear this. And I'm sorry that you have to. But the Colts aren't better without Carson Wentz. Maybe if you're in for Jimmy Garoppolo, but Lawrence Owen from Colts put out a tweet today and I thought it was fantastic. He said, this is yet again, if they got Jimmy Garoppolo, this is yet again another quarterback who will not be available for spring training and for, you know, summer football with the Colts. Which means there's a delay in learning the system, a delay in building chemistry with the players. Which is why I actually believe that they should be going after Mitchell Trubisky. Now, there's been a lot of rumors that he might go to New York and play for Brian Dayball. But why would Mitch Trubisky, if you're like, here's the thing, Mitchell Trubisky's open market is robust. There's a bunch of teams that want him. Why would you go to the fourth best team in the NFC East? You're not two playoff teams last year, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Washington just brought on Carson Wentz. Maybe he's the guy who's going to make them better. The numbers do show it was an upgrade over Heineke. Why go to the Giants? Just because you know the system, just because you know the coach. Why not go to Indianapolis? and be what Carson Wentz was supposed to, a guy who can manage the game. I don't think Mitchell Trubisky was ever given a proper chance in Chicago. And I think Justin Fields' performances this year proved it. No offensive line, no nothing. Well, guess what? I know Fisher's walking, but there's still a pretty solid offensive line there. You've just freed up money getting rid of Carson Wentz. But I'm going to say, Colts, they're not right as where they are right now. They're not better without Carson Wentz, so they better have a plan in place. Now I've heard Marcus Mariota, and I love Marcus Mariota. I think that he's an underrated quarterback. I still think that Tennessee should have kept him over Ryan Tannehill. They may have won a Super Bowl, but his elbow was one hit away from his career being over. So I mean, they got to do something. You can't go into this season without a quarterback, and and I don't think you can go with a rookie because number one, it's not a strong class, but you got to do something. 
And as of right now, the Colts are worse than they were two days ago. Oh. That's a change of music, people. A change of music means... Producer Mike. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Michael, how are you, Bob? Oh, I'm not doing too bad, Ray. I'm not doing too bad. More football to talk tonight. Big moves. Not as exciting of a day as the last couple of days, though. Like I woke, I tweeted out this morning and said, "Okay, what quarterback's getting traded today?" Yeah, yeah. I have a friend who's a Chargers fan, so I got a text today with, "Holy s!" And I'm like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" Khalil Mack got traded. You know, as you mentioned, so I, you know, I was expecting something a little more "quote unquote" exciting, but big move know. though, big move, big move. Still, When's Amari yeah. Cooper gonna get released? It's got to be soon, right? It's got to be in the next week. Yeah, it's you be. think he's already got a deal in place? You think like he's gonna get released and then he's gonna I sign think, immediately? I think the, I think the Cowboys are fishing for a low pick. Honestly, I think that's why it's taken so long. I've heard that they're open for a trade, but people don't want that contract. They're like, no, you got to release them anyways, and I can get them at $11 million this year because we can give them a backloaded contract. We got three Patreon questions, dude. Let's go. And you can only ask these questions if you are a Patreon member. $5 a month. Dear Pats Nation, no, no. Patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Hey, all you Patreon members who who are watching this live right now, Mike, we won't talk about the view count, but all of you who are watching the live version of the podcast at the moment because you're a Patreon member, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow, it's the Patreon <laughs> hangout. And guess what? Guess what, Mike? What's that? We're going to be joined by a German guy. Oh, really? He's gonna Thomas has confirmed. Thomas is a nurse in germany at in a mental health facility and because covid still exists i know people are trying to pretend it doesn't um all our mask mandates and everything are being lifted after next week here in uh, toronto and uh people are flipping it's sure because well our hospital numbers go up daily but our premier told us it's gone doesn't exist anymore <laughs> so uh but it's been going nuts in Germany. So he's been working just like crazy shifts. So he can't come because he needs to sleep. But yeah. I messaged him and I said, dude, you're stressed out. We, we message back and forth sometimes. I'm like, you're stressed out. Come hang out at a show. Like, come yeah. come out. Come hang out on a thing. So he messaged me today and said, what time? That means he's setting his alarm. Because he's probably at work right now. Hi, Thomas. Hey, bud. Miss you. All right. Let's get to the questions here. Jacob Mullen says, what would you prefer the Patriots do? Draft a wide receiver or sign a free agent? Mike, I'm going to be honest with you. The only free agent wide receiver that I was, two, that I was really interested in, one was Amari Cooper. The Patriots are never going to be able to afford him. So he, he's off the board. In a perfect world, I'd love to sign Amari Cooper. However, I wanted Chris Godwin. And now that he's no longer an option, I'd rather the Patriots draft a wide receiver, to be real with you, because I don't, I'm not a big fan of Allen Robinson, as you know. I think he's a little bit overrated. I think his down year was more vindictive of who he is. Vindictive is yep. not the word, but you guys know what I mean. Indicative. Um, indicative. indicative. This is why Mike's here. Uh, indicative of who he is. I don't really like the other guy. I'm, I'm not a, like Juju's not who the Patriots need. We have a Juju in Kendrick yep. Bourne or even Jacoby Myers if they re-sign him. Like we have a Juju. I think Juju's a better version than both those guys. And that's not an insult to them, but we already have a Juju. Yeah, so, but you're only taking about a half step up there. I know what you mean. 
yeah, it's not a huge step, but I don't want to yeah, disrespect yeah. Juju. I don't want people to be like, Juju's no, no, so no. much better. You're right. He is better. I'm not trying to disrespect him, but we already have guys who can play football the way Juju plays. So to me, yeah. the, the Patriots, there's nobody there I want. So I want them now. I want them to go to the, to the draft market. How are you sitting on this? Uh, I agree. And I'm less of an Amari Cooper fan than most. I think he shrinks in big moments. So, and I have, a, I have a really big problem with that. We don't need the Patriots to get another guy that's going to disappear. And that's happened uh, in the past. Um, yeah. I want us to see, a, I want to see us get a wide receiver in this draft. It's a deep draft. They could double dip in some places if they really want to, uh, depending on how aggressive they want to be too. If the Patriots can take a wide receiver, a cornerback, and a linebacker in the first three rounds, whatever order they decide to go, yep. I'd be happy. Because exactly. all three of them are probably going to be NFL contributors. Yeah. Preferably cornerback or wide receiver, you can take a linebacker later, I think. Yeah, they got some good deep ones, like in the third round. that you. There's one guy I identified, I forget who he is now, his name, but uh, that I did in my mock draft. And I got him in the third round. And, like, and he was projected to actually go even later than that. And he's like a, he could have been a second rounder in any other draft. That's how deep the linebacker draft is this year. Yeah, it's a deep draft. Um, you know, we don't need to be absolutely obsessively fascinated with these first round picks, guys. There, there's a lot of depth in this draft. The Patriots can fill some of these holes. Uh, no problem. No problem at all. So Alex says, if there was one rule that you could add to the NFL rulebook, what would it be, Alex? I didn't even have to think about this one. I saw this question earlier today and immediately popped to my mind because it's something I've been screaming about forever. If a touchdown is not called a touchdown, it should be reviewable. Automatically reviewed, right? Whereas if you every scoring play is reviewed or every time you score, it's reviewed automatically. I think, like, that's the example I can give is with the Patriots against Kansas City when Nikhil Harry didn't step out of bounds, scored a touchdown, and they called him out of bounds. Belichick was out of challenges, and New England gets screwed. They don't score a touchdown there. They lose to Kansas City. I, I To me, changed the complexion of the game. The Patriots actually could have won that game. And, and really, that loss to Kansas City was almost the biggest turning point of the Patriots season where everything really went downhill after that. And I think... If Nikhil Harry scores that touchdown, maybe Tom Brady throws to him a little bit more. Maybe we're talking about a different Nikhil Harry, just different things. I think that anything that in soccer, and I know people always roll their eyes in soccer, but in soccer, everything is checked. Offsides, whether something was a goal, was there a foul? You know what I mean? If someone is, is fouled in the box, the play will continue, but then the referee, the, 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 video ref will say hey we got to look at that oh no penalty shot you know what i mean i think that if something looks like it could be a scoring play it shouldn't have to be challenged it should be automatically reviewed what rule would you change mike or um i would add something and i mentioned this before i think with you and on the patreon like an egregious actions challenge so every team would get or both teams would get two egregious action challenges so if they feel a penalty wasn't called or was called that wasn't in their favor or, you know, vice versa, they could challenge that or something like that. A missed score, a missed something that's not necessarily a penalty either. A coach can say, look at that again. And I think it would kind of mitigate the need to kind of say, oh, we don't need to review every play and slow down the game. You would get two of those a game. So you would get one and a half. I think that's fair. 
each team gets one and a half to basically say, let's take another look at whatever just happened there. Because officiating has been so awful, I probably two years ago would have argued with you about this. I would have said no, but because it's been so terrible, I totally agree with you. However, I don't think the non-scoring play should be added to that. That should be its own separate piece. You know what I mean? And then, yep. but I get what you're saying, like the, the phantom pass interference calls where the guy exactly. doesn't touch him, the guy falls down and now it's a, you know, first and goal. I know. I totally, totally agree. Or like that penalty against Matt Judon for hitting Josh Allen inbounds. Yeah. Right. And then throwing Crazy. a 15, 15 yard, you know, roughing the, yeah, absolutely. And our last one comes here from Articular Pack six says, if you could choose who the Pats pick, who would you pick? And I assume he means in the draft. And for me, it's Andrew Booth. Uh, 100,000 times over. I love him. Andrew Booth, right? Uh, yeah. Andrew Booth Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Love him. I think that he's our JC Jackson. And honestly, I think he's more versatile and I think he's better than JC Jackson. Like, I think he'll be, he'd be more Gilmore. Like, he would be more locked down, but he can play. The thing is, JC Jackson was not good in zone. That's why he got burnt against Stephon Diggs a lot, because you got to play zone against Josh Allen. If you play man to man, Josh Allen's going to run for 180 yards on you. If you consistently play man to man, you have to play a lot of zone, and JC Jackson would get burnt because of it. Andrew Booth can play everything zone, loose man man press you know he can play press he can he can respect speed he can play zone he can play a short zone he can play everything i love andrew booth jr um man this is tough because you know my if i could pick anybody i'd pick um oh shoot what's his name there the top receiver from ohio state chris Olave or the other guy no the other guy uh Williams. Uh, no, that was the. Uh, Hold on. Yeah, I'm an Ohio State fan, everybody. Yeah. Um, I just told what? you about him the other day, right? And said he's. Well, I knew you knew about him, but I said, like, we keep talking about Chris Olavey, but Chris Olavey is not even the best wide receiver in the draft because the best wide receiver in the draft is Garrett Wilson. Yeah, so I would probably take Garrett Wilson. Um, he's the best wide receiver in the class by a good margin. So you went unrealistic. I went realistic. You yeah, went I mean, if I if I'm gonna go realistic, listen, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna go Chris Olave at this point because I like the cornerback depth. I like what Belichick does in coaching defense. Um, get a wide receiver, and I know okay. I know I know we talked about why Chris Olave doesn't work. But at the oh, same time, that was just us being super pessimistic. Yeah, exactly. Get a proven talent at wide receiver, um, and give, so, not not just give Mac a weapon, but give the other options that we have on this offense some depth that opens up up our other guys. So, so if we were going unrealistic, I would go uh, Jamison Williams. I know he's coming off an ACL, but he'll be ready for the he'll be ready by the time camp comes okay, around. So, so you okay? I, I was thinking that too, but I don't know if they're going to, I didn't want to go so unrealistic. I think they want a contributor this year. I didn't know if he would be able to contribute this year. Oh, you muted. Can you hear me? Yep. No. Okay. Uh, I was just reading something today. Apparently the ACL is healing nicely. Okay. So that's good to hear. Um, then those mock drafts are probably wrong that have him following around where the Patriots are. I will just say that right now. We'll have to see. All right, guys, we appreciate everybody who uh, came in here to the Patreon. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for giving. Thank you for watching live. Thank you for giving us your questions. And uh, we hope to see you all tomorrow night for the 730 Hangout. All right, Mike, what do you want to talk about, bud? 
You want to talk more about this Khalil Mack thing for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, we can we can talk Khalil Mack. Let's do it. And yeah, I mean it's it's interesting that that division now is in an arms race, right? Yes. Complete arms race. It's going to be interesting to see what the Chiefs do now, what the Raiders do. Obviously, you know, Denver made probably two thirds of the moves they're going to make, and they're probably going to acquire uh, somebody now. It, it it's just crazy, man. I know you're a big fan of Khalil Mack, and you're a defensive guy, so I wanted to see what see what you had to say. Yeah, no. When I saw that today, I mean, number one, um, the Bosa's and I sit a little bit different politically so i've had a little bit of a different thought of them but if i keep it strictly to football i think people saw my twitter account that i'm a little i mean those are two ohio state guys you know i love my ohio state guys but they've been a little too vocal in some areas that's very different to me politically but let's keep politics out of this for a second let's just talk sports joey bose is one of my favorite players in the nfl i love i love both the bosa brothers um, and yes. I still think Joey's better than Nick. Just everybody, I know everybody loves to say Nick Bosa. I still think Joey's better than than Nick. He was he was better in college, and he's better. He's a better pro. Chase Young's better than all of them, but that that's <laughs> never here nor there. Ch- Chase Young, if he stays healthy, if he comes back this year and he's healthy, is going to be like Scary. the Aaron. He's going to be like an Aaron Donald, a Khalil Mack. Like he's going to be right there. I'm telling you guys. But um, you yeah, know, I love Khalil Mack, and I so I think that having Khalil Mack on one side, having Joey Bosa on the other, is just insanely crazy because there was a lot of doubles and triple teams to, to Joey Bosa. Um, it forces the quarterback to get rid of the ball really, really quickly. Guess what? A team like Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes doesn't get rid of the ball very, very quickly. Patrick Mahomes likes to hang on to the football. Guess what? Those two guys can do too. They can contain a quarterback, so you can't run all over them. Dude, I know you heard it at the beginning when I was solo, and I mean, I don't know if you thought I was crazy, but I could see the Kansas City Chiefs, real honest to God, being in third place this year because the Denver's defense is built to beat Kansas, Kansas City. City. Now they have the, and if you remember their game last year, both their games were very close, so very close. Yeah. And actually, I, I think it was like a, a it was an, uh, a fumble from uh, that that ruined the game for them. It was a scoop and score from Kansas City. That's what gave Kansas City the win. Now yeah. you've got so you've got Denver, who's a top three, could be the top defense in the NFL this year. Once because now that they've developed another year, and I think a lot of people forget that about Denver. They forget about how good that defense is. That's the strength of the team right there. Yeah, and now you got Russell Wilson. Now you got an offense to back it up, and then you've got another Justin Herbert. Another year, he's all he's he's shown growth. Again, he Justin Herbert's very much the way I think Mac Jones is going to be. You're not going to see leaps and bounds like you see with Josh Allen and, and that kind of guy. But he's just going to steadily get you know better every year. So he and, and that offense is fantastic. Now you've got a defense that's probably similar to the Broncos. I mean, that could be the number one, number two defense in the NFL because both teams have money and both teams aren't done making moves yet. No, that's a scary thing. And I think that Denver is going to focus on offense and the Chargers are going to focus on defense. And I'm going to say it, Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than both Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson. But if you take Patrick Mahomes out of the equation, both those teams... teams are way better than Kansas City. Kansas City could be the third best team in the division in the AFC West this year. And the poor Raiders, Josh McDaniel, Josh McDaniels could blow my argument that he's a great coach and he could have ten wins and be fourth. To be yeah, really I, mean, I mean Derek Carr is a great quarterback, and it's just you. And he's you the may, fourth worst, right? That that division is insanity. 
And and think about this. What if Von Miller goes right back home to Denver? I, I think he could now that Russell Wilson's there. Honestly, I think that he was going to go back to the Rams. But now that yeah. Russell Wilson's there, why wouldn't you go back to Denver and try to win another ring there? That's home. That's home yeah. to you. It, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It is absolutely crazy. And the other th- thing I was thinking about today is... Sorry, Tyler, before we go there, can I give you... Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't lose that thought, but I want to stay on Denver for one second, okay? Sure. If Von Miller re-signed with Denver, mm-hmm. who would get a bigger ovation on their first home game? Russell Wilson or Von Miller? Because I think it'd be Von Miller. I, I think, think they'd go be, ballistic for Von Miller if he came back to Denver. And the and the cool thing is too, I think winning a ring, but then coming back home to a team that's ready to win like that, his fire is still gonna be lit, man. He's gonna be ready to go. You yeah, know? absolutely, absolutely. And he left for one for half a season. Yeah, it's crazy. You left for six months and you're like okay let's let's go win a ring here let's go win another ring for home i want to run it back but not in los angeles let's run it back in the the rocky mountains you know a la like, shannon sharp it's exactly what shannon sharp did you know yep. it's kind of it's kind of cool it's kind of the parallel is really i i just thought of that that's awesome all um, right sorry let's go back to your uh your thing no i was gonna i was gonna say um tyler lockett's not the most attractive weapon of a lot of people what if he swings some kind of deal to go to denver do you think that would have happened already it's funny when you said ty and then i cut you off tyler lockett popped in my head and i was like i wonder if he's going to talk about because we heard we heard that denver was ready to bring in Devonte adams and aaron Rodgers. right like we heard that like and I think that's why I really do think that Rogers could have signed with Denver. And I really think they told him, if you come here, we will sign Devonte. Yeah. We will find a way. So why not? I think the only thing is how old is Tyler Lockett? 29. I think. I wonder if Seattle believes they have enough pieces to be good in a couple of years and they hang yeah. on to him just to you know he'll be older but hang on to him just him and dk just to have those two guys that's my only thought process but yeah i think it would have went through as part of the trade if they wanted to do that package deal that was my only thought is you probably send another like third round pick because his hits what like 11 million this year yeah it's 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 high this year but then i know that the the contract overall is is pretty friendly it was a team friendly deal at the time like the numbers all look really high but they're not that bad because i think denver has about 23 million left in salary cap which is crazy you just brought in russell wilson and you got 23 million in salary cap but you shed it some with noah fant and um uh ken ken kingsley yeah kingsley so they are gonna have to to get a new defensive tackle and they are gonna have to find a tight end oh so hold on Hold on. Do you know what names in my head right now? Evan Ingram? No. (laughs) (laughs) Teasing on. Teasing. Good one. No. And it might upset Buffalo fans. If you're Gronk, do you want to take passes from Josh Allen or do you want to take it from Russell Wilson? And what team do you think has a better chance? Yeah, it's interesting. Do you want to go up against the Patriots twice a year? I don't know if he does. I'm going to be real with you. I don't know if he does. I wouldn't because, listen, 
I don't buy that Bill is vindictive a lot of the time. I think Bill would make Gronk's life a living hell for the two games that he played here every it's season. It's funny you say that because I don't, I really don't believe there's any beef left with Brady and Belichick. I think there's legit beef with the way Gronk handled his final season. I know they won a Super Bowl, but with the way he handled his final season, and I yep. think the only reason he was getting traded to Detroit was because he was playing those games. If you remember, I'm going to retire. I'm not going to retire. Not showing yeah. up. Not we remember he wasn't taking the Patriots calls. Like he was being very childish and immature. So they're like, all right, we're going to trade you to Detroit. Matty P's like, give me Gronk. And he's like, oh, I'm going to retire. All of a sudden, he goes and has a meeting with Belichick. And it's funny because he, he the way he does is like, oh, I'm going to retire. Like he had all the, no, no, you went and met with Billy and said, I don't yeah. want to be traded to Detroit, Bill. And yeah, exactly. Said, well, then are you going to be? And then all of a sudden, he, and, and, and it all accumulated. It all kind of came together. Remember, he went to Gillette Stadium for that monster. It was like a, a rally bike and monster truck rally. And he was at Gillette Stadium for it. Now, he hadn't showed up. I don't up, remember that. No. He hadn't showed up to Gillette at all for any of the off-season stuff, all the OTAs, all that kind of stuff. Hadn't showed up to any of that, but showed up to Gillette Stadium for like some monster truck rally because he's sponsored by Monster. And all of a sudden, he was being traded to Detroit. Two days later, everything was fine, and he showed up to OTAs. So, uh, it's... Yeah, Listen, so you I, you know how I feel about Gronk. I think if we saw him in a Bills uniform, that would put the nail on the coffin for me, me, me personally at this point. As I far really, as... I really believe that he he ruined his legacy in like in in New England the way he did it, the way he retired. He left the team stranded, and then came back and went straight to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl. Yep, and. But he was also, dude, 2017, 2017, I got killed because I did a video and said, it's time to trade Gronkowski. I remember that video. Yep. And my biggest supporters were flipping out and you were probably one of them. At the time I might've been. Yeah. Yeah. People were pissed at me and I said, he's immature. This was right after the Tredavious White situation. And when he when he people elbowed Tredavious White, I'm trying to remember my state of mind on Gronk, but I might have actually agreed with the trade at the yeah. time because I said he's injured all the time and he's getting old. So I probably actually would have agreed well, with it. That was my thing. I'm like, he's always hurt. He's immature. People flipped, and then the next season he was a shell. He, then he played those games all summer, and all of a sudden people are like, "What is he doing?" And I'm like, "I told you." Yeah, I told you guys. Then he came back, won the Super Bowl, was a shell. The thing is, he plays all those games. He comes back and he's a shell of himself, a shell of who he used to be. Can I can I throw out a re- more realistic destination for Gronk? We'll we'll take a step back. I think it's the Chargers. I really do. They need a tight end. He 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 could still fit under that salary cap. You add another amazing weapon for a year. Looking look, they're lo- looking for a knockout punch. They're looking for year three. You know. I'm Gold so I'm gonna here. I'm gonna give you another realistic. I'm gonna stick in Los Angeles, but I'm gonna go to the other LA team. Okay, that's fair. I could see Gronk joining a super team. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if he you did it once, yep. If you don't bring Von Miller back, you bring back OBJ and Gronk. That's all. Yeah, and you, know you have Robert Woods, so you'll have plenty of offensive weapons. And you got Higby, Higby, right? So you've got two yep. good tight ends, three great receivers, good quarterback. I would say Matthew Stafford is probably the closest you're going to get to Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In the NFL right now. Not from like, nowhere close. But Unless he, unless he uh, wants to go play in Green Bay. 
I doubt it. Yeah, I don't Rogers doesn't throw to tight ends. That's why Martellus Bennett and him had it out. Yeah. We'll see, man. That's where will Gronk go, everybody? Where where will Gronk go? Started it started with Cleo Mack, just so everybody knows. That's where this conversation started. It started with Cleo Mack. Yeah, no, the AFC, uh the AFC West, the everything is bonkers right now. Free agency starts next Wednesday, but Monday the legal tampering period starts. And Patriot fans are going to be putting the do something uh, gifts and they're going to be don't expect anything day one from the Patriots unless it's Bobby Wagner and Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers, Chandler Jones, that that reunion. You wait. You waiting for that? No, not anymore. Now that Trey Flowers is available, I've moved (laughs) off of Chandler Jones and I want Trey Flowers and Bobby Wagner. I'd rather. Okay. I'd rather that combination than the Trey Flowers because Trey Flowers can play the Chandler Jones position. Yeah. yeah, and you're no, neither of them are going to push out Matthew Judon. No, not at that. So, point. even with that skill set, he's better. I, to me, he's better than both of them. I think that at the end of the year, he fell off because he was just getting triple teamed. They just took him out of the game. You put one, either Chandler Jones or Trey Flowers on the other side. But the reason I like them to getting Trey Flowers because mm-hmm. he's not going to cost what Chandler Jones is going to cost, and then you could actually make a run at a Bobby Wagner. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. To, and I know we're shifting gears here pretty heavy, but listen, if they get Trey Flowers because of these injuries, bring him back into the Patriots, get him playing the way that Bill normally gets his ex-players, you know. And he'll be, be rotational. With, right, he, won't even, exactly. he won't be like a Judon on all the time. He'll be rotating. He'll be him, Dietrich Weiss Jr., and Chase Winovich rotating in and out, the three of them. Right. Get so, some of these second-tier cornerbacks that happen to be available, draft either a cornerback or... Everybody, it may not be a super flashy offseason, but the pieces may be just as effective, too. There's some hope out there. There's some rays of sunshine. It is. If the Patriots did nothing in this free agency, besides, like, the Henry Andersons of the world, you know what I mean? Like, just the, the gap pieces. I still wouldn't be upset because, unlike last year where you had so much that you had to fill, you had to go to free agency and you had to have the draft. I think the Patriots, not the not the little holes, but the gaping holes can address their biggest gaping holes, which is wide receiver, offensive line, linebacker, and cornerback. And that's not in that order. That's just the four of them. Yeah, yeah. You can address all four of those in the draft. You can get two offensive linemen. You can get two linebackers. You can get a corner and a wide receiver in this draft. So, um, I'm not as concerned with last year. I was concerned. There was a lot of positions the Patriots had to fill yeah. this year. They've got the nucleus of a team. They just have to to get it there. And the music's gotten louder, Michael. Night, everybody. Thank you, Michael. Good show again. Flew by. Flew by again. Appreciate y'all coming in. Baseball's back. ASMR baseball. Yeah. Uh, This is an exciting time of the year. Before we go into that lull between the draft and free agency, when it's just mock draft after mock draft after mock draft after mock draft. So I I listen to the podcast every day, as everybody knows, on my way to work, just to hear how it sounds. Like, you know, I don't know if a lot, you know, tonight we did it all with music. So I want to see how that come turns out, whether we'll be continuing that tomorrow. Just trying to do different things. 
trying to have, you know, make it a little bit more appealing. You got two ugly guys on here, so we got to try to make something pretty. And um, after an episode finishes, it always just jumps to like some random episode. And like the last eight random episodes it's jumped to, it was Connor and I discussing Cam Newton and who the Patriots were going to draft. And I cannot believe how much, how much we talked about the quarterback position in New England last year. It was absolutely, positively, crazily, stupidly insane. And that's exactly where we're going to now. And, uh, oh, yeah, did you guys know that Jerry Jones has a kid out there somewhere? Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Mike made a face, so I thought something big happened, and I was like on just on Twitter there, killing time. But he's shaking his head no, so I don't think anything big happened at all. So he just, he made a face as if something special happened. That's why I was rambling there, guys, trying to figure out what happened. It's nothing. Nothing. I'm all over Twitter. Nothing happened. And, uh, no, even this, nothing. (laughs) Mike got me all excited for something. I thought we were going to break news. Oh, the 49ers, they, uh. They gave Nate Sudfield a one-year, fully guaranteed $2 million contract. I think that um, is the first indication that Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely gone this year. You don't give a quarterback an extension if you got two. Okay, guys. Appreciate you. Prayers to all the people suffering around the world. Everywhere. Everywhere. Anybody who's suffering, prayers out to you. We love you all. Uh, Guys, no matter where you are, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what's going on in your life, never, ever, ever forget. You're all legit, kid. Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.